Welcome to Common Ground with Bill Walton, featuring conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and thinkers. Fresh perspectives on money, culture, politics, and human flourishing. Interesting people, interesting things. Welcome. I'm here today with my good friend Lamar Thomas, and we're going to follow up on a conversation we had a few weeks ago about football and families. And joining me is Maureen O'Donnell, who is our associate producer, and Maureen has reliably informed me that she knows a lot more about football than I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a little bit Okay, depressing. well, we're off to the races. <laughs> Welcome back, Lamar. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, hey, you know, we were in talking at last time about your family and your family coming from a flag football background. What, what, uh, to, uh, amplify. Yeah, so families come from a flag football background. They've been playing flag football before I was born and now I'm continuing to play. My mom plays, my dad plays, my brother, myself, we're all on the same team. So it's a lot of family, a lot of family fun football. Uh, our football takes place Saturday mornings instead of Sunday evenings, afternoons. Um, but uh, yeah, football, flag football is that's our family right there. And we, we, who's the best athlete in your family? <sighs> the best athlete is, is my mom, and uh, I, there's plenty of people in the family that would love to take the title of of the best athlete, including myself. I wish I could, you know. But mom is is the, is the way to go when you're looking for an athlete in the family to do whatever it is you need to do. So if your mom's watching, this is this was all on cue. If my mom's <laughs> watching. This is all on <laughs> So, so uh, you're saying that. You were, you were like one of the best athletes in Maryland when you were growing up and, and played uh, football, held a lot of records, I think went to a lot of, uh, a lot of bowls. Also, you were a, a championship track athlete and, and then went on uh, to uh, Ohio State and to New Mexico State and then ended up playing uh, uh, professional football, first with the Denver Broncos and then with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Jaguars, there you go. So your mom must be some athlete. My mom is, is quite the athlete. And she doesn't have the, the accolades to follow it up, but I can show you a lot of flag football trophies in the house that have all her name <laughs> on it. Right? Have her name on it. And you would think they'd be my trophies and they're not mine. I'm like, nope. And your mom's name is? Elwanda. Elwanda. Elwanda Thomas. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously a gifted athlete and you, you, you played the skilled positions. You played running back and wide receiver. And I, I, we got to talking about what it takes to do that. I mean, what, yeah, with track, I suppose you just learn how to run fast. That, There's yeah, probably yeah. more to it than that. But, but what, do you, what do you do to become a, a top-flight wide receiver? Well, there's a lot, a lot of things goes into it. And, and um, attention to detail, being precise, like as you, would, as you could understand, is, is a, a lot that goes into that. And, you know, you, you, you work on playing receiver, you work on hand-eye coordination. Like I was telling you a story about me just catching tennis balls, and I got to Ohio State, and all we caught was tennis balls, and I couldn't catch a tennis ball to save my life. <laughs> but those are, what, those are some of the skills that you need, you know, to help you as a receiver. So you, got, you show up at summer camp, and you got the picture of all these big athletes tossing tennis balls back at each other? Yes, and I'm thinking, and I'm shining up for my football team, and, and here we are catching You're tennis balls. Tennis. Exactly, here we are <laughs> catching tennis balls. I wish I had known. I would have maybe practiced a little bit catching the tennis balls. What about footwork? What do you do for footwork? Oh, football, you have ladder drills, a lot of cone drills, a, yeah. lot, of, like, a lot of precise drills, you know, where – your foot has to hit right here or hit right there in order for you to make this cut or that cut and go to that direction or this direction. Now, do you start learning this in high school, grade school? When do you? What, what's the progression to be uh, be good at this? 
Uh, well, I started I started playing football when I was six. You know, so there weren't the skills weren't as detailed when I was six, but a lot of things <laughs> a lot of things started to transfer as I got. Well, that 12, point the tennis balls 15. were pretty big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, and a lot easier to catch. I could use two hands when I was six. You know, when I got to Ohio State, they're like, "Hey, catch it with just one hand." You know. And your mother asked you to be a track star too. Yes, my mom asked me to run track when I was seven, and I didn't want to do it. She she kind of made me run track, and she said, "Hey, if you don't like it." You know, the next year you don't have to, but I promise you it'll help you out with football. And I've now learned to this day my mom isn't wrong too many of the times when she tells me that I need to do something because the, the track kind of translated into the football, and from there it kind of took off. And so you, you went, really liked it. Yeah, I, yeah, and I enjoyed it. You know, I, I, started, I didn't enjoy it at the beginning, but I think it was more of just because I didn't want to. But as I started to see how, how good I could be and how it helped translate into football and how fast I actually was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed winning and competing, and so track stuck with me. How were fast you? were you? Um, so I ran, a, I ran a lot of different times. My fastest 100 time was 10.32, uh, 10.3 mm -hmm. um, seconds, and my fastest 40 time is 4.32 seconds. Ouch. So I, 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 um, I can, I've run pretty, pretty well, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> well, one of the reasons I want to have you on the show is that you've, you've got a long record of, of uh, achieving success doing things you set out to do. I think at seven, you were, you were in the Special Olympics. In the, I was in the Junior Olympics. The Junior Olympics? Yeah, sorry, not Special Olympics. I was in the Junior Olympics when I was seven. Uh, that was the first year I actually had to run. My mom made me run and ended up making it to the Junior Olympics, which was one of the reasons why I continued to run, because I'm like, hey, this is this is cool. Like, I'm in the Junior Olympics. Like, I, I, don't, I know there's some some guys in the Olympics that I, I maybe I can get there one day, but if I'm seven and I'm eight and I can make it to the Junior Olympics, like, hey, I want to stick to this impressive. and see, you know, see where I can actually take this. Well, one of the claims that Maureen made was that her family is also very involved in, in, in football. But as fans, though, what are your... Uh, we, we watch uh, <clears throat> the Redskins um, every Sunday whenever they play, and we're kind of sad because yeah. um, they not, aren't doing very now. well. Um, <laughs> but we also watch, you know, the other teams as well. We like to watch Dallas Blues. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my son is a big football fan and played football, you know, growing up. And, and he watches classic ESPN. So, you know, we, we definitely watch football. So, yeah. and so I enjoy it. So, what's it well, so we get to see it on TV. I think what's really interesting and what goes – goes on behind the scenes and uh, you know you show up you come on the field but there's a lot that goes into that I mean what's what's a, what's a game day like for you yeah game day I mean game day is is it's a lot more complicated than just showing up going out there hey catching some touchdowns you know you you practice throughout the week you have preparation you're preparing for a particular team and the coaches get into detail you know during the week when you're game planning to as far as hey on third downs they like to run this play you know, 90 times out of 100 to the point where now we're making a defense or we're making a play to stop that. We, it it kind of, you know, kind of the, predict, the predictability, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of want to stop and you game plan for things like that. So mm -hmm. throughout the week, there's a lot of detail that goes into different aspects of the game. And a lot of times people look at, you know, just the catching and the scoring and the running, but then you have field goals, you have special teams that play a big part of the game, play a big part of field position. And like I said, a lot of people think that you just kind of go out there and you, you know, you toss the you ball around up. and you, <laughs> you play, you catch touchdowns, but there's a lot of preparation that goes into 
you know, what's actually going to be done on Sunday. Well, one of the things that we wanted to get into is you brought along some notes you took when you're playing with the Denver Broncos. It's not the actual playbook, but you took the trouble to actually write out most of what you were doing. And you had, you had Peyton Manning as your quarterback. Yes, exactly. So we're looking at this uh, playbook. It's very beautiful. Purple, purple ink. This is uh, <laughs> very, very nice. And we've got the plays in here and the diagrams. And I think we've got a camera that's going to close in on some of this. Is there a particular place you want to point us to that would be a, you know, what, what's going on here with all this? Yes. You, can, you can point it out. Use your. Yeah, so there's nothing, nothing in particular going on, but you have, you know, different concepts on, on each page. So this is a concept of, of dig routes, and, and what you call a dig route is a basic in route. Okay, so a lot of these. Here, I'll, I'll do the pointer here. Maybe. Yeah, a lot of these routes have some, at some point, they have a, a end cut. So this route here, this would be your dig. That's your end cut there, and then you have your end cut over here. Why do you call you it know? a dig? A dig, um, just, I, I have no reason, I have no uh, particular reason to why it's called a dig. Okay. You're running as that, fast as you can, and you're digging your feet into the field. That could easily be why. <laughs> But uh, digs always go in towards the, the quarterback. So anytime you run a dig, your route's going to break inside and not break outside. Whereas, as you can see on this on this opposite page, you have a few dag routes, and dag routes will break outside. Mm -hmm. So you have a dig that breaks in and a dag that breaks out. A okay. dig, a dig, a dig okay, and a so dag. This is <laughs> a dig here. Now we've also got a dish. A dish. So that's just that's a it's a it's another concept off of the dig. So your basic dig is the end breaking route, which you have from here. Right here. And then the, the dish part of the play is just basically what everyone else is doing. Okay, so how many of these plays do you have to memorize? Oh, man, it, the, the, it's endless, the number of plays. I mean, you can you can come 50? up to uh, more, a lot more. Like 100? A lot, probably closer to 200, I would guess. 200 plays that you have to remember. Now, all these these 200 plays aren't going to be called every Sunday. Yeah. You know, so in the in the the weekly production, you 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 have your pool of 200 plays, and you say, hey, these seven, these 75 plays are what are what we're going to run, or these are more likely to be called on Sunday because we think that this is going to work against the Cowboys, even though it didn't work against the Redskins mm -hmm. or it didn't work against whatever team it is. This week, we'll run these group of plays because. It looks good against that opponent. So, um, there's a lot of memorization. Yes, a, as, a lot. There's now, a do, lot. do any players decide I'm not going to do that? I'm just going to wing it, or do they? <laughs> those those are the players that normally don't make the team. Uh, okay. <laughs> those players that the players that say like, hey, you know what? I I can't really get these players. I'm just kind of going to do my own thing. Uh -huh. Those are the players that you you uh, don't just, see I'm on just Sundays. Not feeling it. Yeah, right. you you don't see those players on Sundays. Okay. <laughs> So what's what are we looking at here with something called run runs and bolt practice? Okay, so I, this is hieroglyphic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have these are these were just run plays. So yeah. um, your first box here, you have your thirty eight and thirty nine, which are okay. outside run plays. So uh, the way this goes, you have you have holes on on the offense. Your even numbers are to the right, your odd numbers are to the left. Right. Okay, and as you as your numbers get higher, that's the more outside the run turns into so your eight and nine plays 38 39 those are going to be outside runs so the ball will be going to the running back behind the quarterback and they'll be running to the outside and you might have uh there's no plays on this page but if there was a play oh 40 and 41 those okay. are plays that'll be going more up the middle okay so 40 would go up the middle to the right 41 will go up the middle to the left if that makes sense so yeah it does. Mm -hmm. yeah so nines to get you outside ones to get you inside if that makes any sense mm -hmm. so you played for Peyton Manning I did 
he is amazing, and he's also runs a complicated offense. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about that? Yeah, that, uh, Peyton Manning's offense is so we have like I was just telling you about the plays we have our two hundred plays and. Maybe he will call, you know, in the huddle, you might get the play for Diggs. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be the play. But you get to the line of scrimmage, and the defense might be doing something, you know, that wasn't expected. Mm-hmm. You now need to know the play is no longer Diggs, you know, because the defense lined up in something different. So now you need to know what the play is, what's the audible. You yeah. know, you always hear, you hear Peyton Manning a lot of times. Right. You hear he has this famous Omaha. Omaha. Yeah, he has, that's his <laughs> famous quote. That's the famous thing. Omaha, mm-hmm. that was the trend for his last season. They heard Omaha. And Omaha, you know, it has this meaning, but, like, that that just means he comes to the, he comes to this last time he comes to line scrimmage and he can just change the play. And now it's not dig or it's not dag and it's. So you have, there's a lot of moving parts. Like. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot going on. The, the play is never really concrete. You know, like there's never, there's, there isn't, so there's a route so, that you would run against a particular coverage and then yeah. there's a route you would run against another coverage. So, so in a given game, how many times would you have a busted play if people don't remember exactly what it is they're supposed to do? Um, I think that... Uh, we're talking professional now. Yeah, not, I think that you... A no, lot not, of times not, you your, get a, not your peewee league. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of extended plays, yeah. which looks like busted plays, but a lot of the time... People actually know what they're doing. There, there isn't too many times where people are running around and they don't know what they're doing, and you know things get hectic. There are times where you know the, the quarterback could get the snap and he's looking, and maybe his guy isn't open, so then he kind of runs around, and then it looks as if it's a busted play. But a lot of the plays are are scripted, and they go the way that that they. So, so you're also building on the fact that by the time you're 22 years old, 23 years old, if you made it to the pros. How many thousands of hours of practice do you think you've had? Uh, and I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to put a number on it, you know. And and the amounts of plays that I've learned from just from college to the pros, you know, different different minds have different ideas on how they want to run their offense mm-hmm. and how they want to do things and how they want to execute. How much tr- tr- uh, carryover is there from college play uh, playbooks to pro playbooks? Are They're, they are they? Similar? Are they vastly different? They're similar. The, the the most unique playbook is the one that you're looking at right now, which is paid managed playbook. Of course, you can imagine that being quite complicated. But mm-hmm. pretty, pretty much, I mean, a lot of the plays are, are the same, but they have different terminology, di- slightly different details that go into the play. Like maybe you're two yards wider on this play, yeah. but it might be the same exact play that you ran in college You know, for Ohio State that you would run for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But... You know, yeah. maybe this two two yard of a difference here, or maybe this person lining up, standing up instead of being down. You know, mm-hmm. it could be slightly different, but a lot of the plays, a lot of the concepts are very similar offensively and defensively. So you're in the huddle. Does anybody ever say to Peyton, Peyton, that play's okay, but I've got a better idea? <laughs> they wish they could do that. That doesn't happen. <laughs> that would never happen. I can never see that happen with Peyton Manning calling the play. And somebody like, wait, wait, I think I have a better idea. I, I don't, you don't think, see that. No. and if that did happen, that might be that guy's last time in that huddle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on a Peyton Manning basis, I mean, how was it to play with a man such as he? Yeah, a Peyton Manning, he, like I tell people all the time, he's the guy that you think he is. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times you see some people on TV and you're like, oh, there's no way he can, he can be acting like that. You right. know, there's no way he's that chill and... 
Peyton Manning is really that chill and that down to earth and that cool of a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told Bill this one time, uh, but the first time I met Peyton Manning, he just walked up to me. I'm standing in the weight room. This is my rookie year. It's my third day in, in Denver. And he just walked up to me. He's like, hey, I'm Peyton Manning, as if I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Shakes my hand. And he asks me, you know, how, how are things going? You know, he's, no, you, you just got here. I know you had camp this weekend. How how to go? And I mean, for a guy like Peyton Manning to do something like that, you know, it says a lot about him and his character. And, mm-hmm. and I've seen that. Another story I like to tell, I've seen Peyton Manning. We've had camps and fans come to practice. And, you know, you get an opportunity to interact with Peyton Manning. That's something that you'll cherish. So Peyton Manning, a lot of times he takes a bottle of water. And he'll drink the bottle of water. He'll, he'll find somebody in the stands, and he kind of just loosens the top. Okay? He loosens the top, and he acts like he's drinking the water. Like, hey, you want some water? And if Peyton Manning offers you water, of course I want water from Peyton Manning. You, yeah. They take the bottle, and they go to drink it, and the water comes out. <laughs> and if it's anybody but Peyton Manning, you are you, you got to be one upset. charming guy I'm, to get yeah. away with that. You know, you're upset. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait. That's, this is my Peyton Manning jersey. Now it's wet. I got what are you? by Peyton Manning. But it's Peyton Manning, so it's cool, and it's fun. You know? And I mean, but that's, that's the type of guy he is. This is in the middle of practice sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? it, he, he, takes his, he takes his job seriously, as you can tell, you know, from an X and O standpoint. But the guy, he, he has fun. He's, still, he's, he's the comedian that you see in, in the, the commercials. commercials. <laughs> you know, he, that's, that's the guy he is. You know? You, you were a dual-sport athlete. Mm-hmm. You were a track athlete, and you ran track in high school. You also did it in college. Is that, how, is that unusual? Uh, yeah, it's, very, it's unusual, and actually it's, uh, it's kind of frowned upon because you get the, the kind of track, and it, it's similar in track as football really seems. It, it's actually a lot different as, as far as the way you take care of your body and the way that you train and the way that you, you know, use your muscles. And so football is a, is a, a power sport. So what's the difference in training? Track on the one hand, and you were you were short distance guy, right? Yes, yeah, short sixty guy. meters, hundred mm-hmm. meters, four hundred four hundred meter relay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you train differently for that for, to, to to do that versus being a wide receiver? Um, I mean, as a wide receiver, the training is not it's not so different because you do a lot of running. Yeah. Um, but with wide receiver training, you do a lot of cutting, and it's a lot of footwork things that go into it. Whereas track is is for me mostly straight line running. You know, you kind of build up your speed, you get going, and you run as fast as you can. You know, so, I mean, in, in that aspect, uh, track and, and football training is a little different. Um, yeah, the lateral moves are the big The, the lateral big movements yeah, is the, the biggest cutting, difference. Yeah. yeah. And in <clears throat> football, you have to worry about sometimes you have to make a guy miss. You know, you have to run, and you can run at full speed, and then you might have to stop at a dime and just make somebody miss. And track, once you get up to that speed, you're going. You're going. You're right. <laughs> you know, you're it's no turning back. Yeah, no, and no, you can't change your mind now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we were talking before we get on about the difference in your life as a college football player and pro football player, and you described a life that was really full in college. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Yeah, uh, in college, like, I, like you said, I mentioned I was a dual-sport athlete, so there were times you know, in the spring and in the summer where I'm competing in track and I'm, I'm having football practice. You know, We got spring ball, and the coaches, they're really strict on spring ball. Hey, we have to get ready for the season. This is, we only have 20 days to practice with pads, so hey, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. And then I had my track team was like, hey, yeah. we have conference championship coming up. You know, we need you ready for that. We need you to be here for that. But yeah. you also so have school. I have school. <laughs> I have study hall and mandatory study hall. I have mandatory classes. I have my social life. I'm in college. I'm 21. I'm 22. I want to have fun. So 21-year-olds have a social life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Some that. Some of them do. I remember <laughs> that. But you did pretty good in the study hall, though. I did pretty good in the study hall, yes. Uh, my freshman year... When I was in at Ohio State, I made all ten, all Big Ten academic, which was big for me. It was a big deal for me. My mom was proud of me, and once my mom gets happy, I mean that's 
That's what I want to keep doing. I want to keep making my mom happy. I so think we've that, established your mother yeah. as a force of nature. Right. <laughs> after that happened, I'm like, hey, I want to do this all the time, you know. So I kind of I took my academic serious. I I made sure that I, I was at my study halls and I got all my things done and I was able to to have time to study for this test. Although I had practice and I had mm-hmm. football workouts and I had to lift here and I had to do weights and you know. Well, you kept it up at New Mexico State. You were. Uh, all uh, all academic in the Mountain West division, weren't you? I was also all academic in the Mountain West. Now, I must correct you because I, I know there's going to be a lot of people watching this. A lot of Lobo fans will be watching this. And I went to the University of New Mexico. Oh, my New God. Mexico okay. State. Well, I've, so uh, New Mexico State. I, I told they, you, Marines got all, those guys, got all the superior subject matter knowledge here. I'm, you're giving I'm, those uh, New Mexico State guys a lot, way too much credit. Those guys, they don't, <laughs> they don't deserve that kind of credit down okay. there. <laughs> I, stand, I stand corrected. So, so you, you go from the full life in, in college, and then you go to the pros. What's, how, how's that different? And, and, and surprisingly, it was much different. You know, it, it, I didn't have to worry about going to study hall. It was, you know, you come to practice, you lift your weights just for football. You know, you study just your plays. I don't have to worry about studying my <coughs> plays and then also studying for my chemistry exam or, you know, for my communications test. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just football. And, you know, for for a lot of people, that's I mean, that's, that's living a life. Like, all I have to study is my football plays. I don't have to worry about studying for my math or my stats exam, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, my life in college was, hey, I'm going to run here. I got to hurry up because I got a class, and I need mm-hmm. to hurry up because I got to work out, and I yeah. got to hurry up and get some lunch. Whereas in the pros, it's like, hey, you know, you come to practice, you, you know, you take care of what you need to do here at the facility. You don't have to worry about going back and forth. We're, we're feeding you, you yeah. know. We'll, you, you have the ability to to take advantage of whatever workouts you need to work out. I mean, whatever workouts you need to do. And we talked about and the diet. Kind of I mean, the diet, down. I guess, uh, in the pros, it's all very well designed and you're fed all that sort of thing. In college, mm-hmm. though, it sounds like you ate like a college kid. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> there were times in college where I'm like, all right, I have a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I have my protein shake. And then okay. this is going to have to at least make it Make it it. Until cereal. you can get your big meal. Exactly. Until I can get my big meal a little later. But this protein shake is going to be my life for me right now. This is what's <laughs> going to get me through the day. So what's the dynamic on a pro team versus a college team in terms of the uh, success orientation? I mean, is, it, is there a – and we've talked about this a bit. that I've heard there's a fair amount of faith uh, and, and prayer that goes on in, in locker rooms. Is that uh, true for both the pros and college? Yes, and, and, and I've, I've – I've seen it being done in a way where it's not it's not forced upon you and it's all optional. You know, yeah. you have guys that, that don't really want to get into, you know, their faith and their beliefs in the locker room, but then you have guys that, that openly show it. I, you always see, I don't know if you ever pay attention to guys run out of the tunnel, you know, before games and they'll mm-hmm. run all the way down to the opposite end zone and everybody and, and they'll take a knee and they'll, you know, they'll say their prayer. And, yeah. and there might be a prayer that goes on in the locker room. Some teams pray before the before they before they leave the locker room, but a lot of guys, to, it's routine for a lot of guys to run out of the tunnel, and the first thing they do once they get on the field is to say a prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and they're praying, they they pray to whoever they feel they need to pray to. But that just that shows like how powerful that is to where guys are playing a sport, the game that they love, they're coming to work, but the first thing they want to do is you know thank whoever they see as their higher. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, your family is very important in that regard. And I think your flag football team also prays before each game. We do. And my, my flag football team, before every game, we, we say the prayer. We, we say the prayer together as a team. Like I said, it's nothing forced upon. But 
everybody participate. And uh, it's, it's one of our pregame rituals that we do. Every there's, there's, There has been a time where I have had to take a time out because the referees are ready to play. But my team's like, hey, we didn't say prayer yet. You know, we have really? to make sure we say prayer. I remember particularly a time this past season where I had to call a timeout and say, hey, ref, we just have to take a timeout before the kickoff because we haven't said our prayer yet. Right. So it's, it's, it's important, even in flag football, the, the prayer is, is important. And you're the coach of the team. I'm the coach of the team. And you're the best athlete except for your mom. Besides my mom. If I take my mom off the team, I'm the best athlete. How does your, brother, how does your brother and your dad feel about that? Uh, they, it's, it's a hard-knock life for them. It, <laughs> it's a hard-knock life for my dad and my brother in the house. You know, you, on one hand, you have you have my mom, who's who's known as the best athlete in the family. And then mm-hmm. on the other hand, you have me, who's who has these trophies hanging up in the house, and then my, my dad and my brother are like, well, where, where do we fit in in this picture? You know? where, where do we fit in? <laughs> so, so I understand your flag football team is, like, where are they going soon? You said So something. we have national championships coming up for my flag football team. It's in Sarasota, Florida. It takes place every year in January. Um, so we'll be there. I'll get there uh, January 12th through the 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll play, we'll compete against, um, over 200 teams. Oh, wow. In different type of, uh, you have co-ed football, you have men's and four on four and eight on eight. And I mean, it, the flag football world down there is, is insane. Like you wouldn't imagine. Now, are these all, are, are these a lot of four, uh, former college and high school players that are in flag football or is it just from everywhere? I'm, it just, I think it's just from everywhere. You know I mean? I, like I said, my mom, my dad and my brother <clears> all play on my flag football team and none of them have any college football experience at all. Uh, you know, I've, I've been racing in triathlons the last few years, and we have something called age groups. Do you okay. have age group flag football? <laughs> there is some age group flag football. <laughs> <laughs> There's the youth divisions, and then you have um, 18 and up divisions. But in Florida, they have a master's division, what they call 35 and older. So they have a division where I'm everybody... So, I'm, I'm so much older than the master's <laughs> division. <laughs> they have a division where everybody is at least 35, and they have 35 and older, and, and you're competing again. You don't have to worry about competing... Chasing the guy that's 18, 25-year-old down the field, you, you're playing against guys that are 35, 40. And... So, so you've been successful in athletics and you've been successful in academics. You've, you've been quite a achiever. What do, you, do you have in any philosophy or simple way to describe what, what gets you up in the morning and how you, how you approach the day? Um, a, a, lot of t- a, lot of, a lot that comes out of me is my competitive edge. Yeah. And and I cherish that a lot. And my competitive edge, it 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 kind of takes over me, you know, to where, you, you know, sometimes I, I could see somebody walking down the street. I'm like, are they trying to walk faster than me? Oh, competitive edge <laughs> means you're competitive. I'm competitive. Well, he are was they? telling and, me all about yeah. it. And the fact, and and the fact that you're competitive <laughs> becomes an edge. And it becomes, and yeah, There's exactly. something that clicks. Yes, yeah, so... I, I'm I always I'm always striving to to be the best. Like, mm-hmm. like we just talked about the Fitbit. I have a Fitbit on, and I don't. It, there's no for no reason I need to be worrying about how many steps I get in a day because mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty active. But right. I'm I'm constantly aware of how many steps I have in a day, only because I'm so competitive. And I'm like, hey, I can't. My mom can't get more steps than right. me. You know, <laughs> my friend, he can't. I can't make. I can't have him getting more steps than me. So now, throughout my day, I'm making sure that hey, I'm I'm getting steps in. There's there have been times it's eleven o'clock at night. I remember the time my girlfriend got mad at me because she's talking to me about something and I look over at my watch and she's like, well, is that more important right now? And I'm like, it's almost midnight and I have to get 200 more steps. I'm sorry, babe. Like, I'm listening. So I now understand. Now, you and I got to know each other. You're my 
personal trainer. Uh-huh. And I now know why when we're boxing, it feels like you may be starting to punch back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that what's going exactly. on? Sometimes I'm holding the pan. I'm like, Bill's punching pretty hard. <laughs> so I need to come so, back a little Yeah, you got to come back time. a little harder. I, 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 so how do you, what do you, if you've, you've got a lot of kids that you're working with in flag football, what do you, what do you teach them about the competitive edge? You know, my, my two things, uh, my, I have two things that I, was taught to me when I was in college that I, that I honed. I hone on to, and you you have two things you control, and that's your attitude and your effort. Okay, mm-hmm. everything else is 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 kind of it, anything can happen. You know, the weather mm-hmm. is unpredictable. You know what what's what's going to be said next is unpredictable. But I can always control my attitude. I can always control my effort going into whatever situation I'm going into. There could be something that I'm not so happy about doing, but if I show up there with a positive attitude and I give great effort, then I'm going to get the best results for myself out of that situation. And so that's the, that's the biggest thing I try to teach the kids is not to worry so, so much about, you know, this and that, but control what you can control. Okay? You can control your attitude. Have a positive attitude when you're going into things. You can control the effort. Do the best you can do, you know, and, and everything else will kind of take care of itself in that sense. That's pretty cool. I think that's something to take away for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. I with attitude, you create your own reality. You don't let somebody else do it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. love it. Uh, football, America, so 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 uh, so important to each other. American football, football in America. Uh, talk about you where you think football fits into culture. And Marine, I'd also love to hear from you on this one. <laughs> I think that uh, right now, I think that in culture, we're in a place to where football is becoming frowned upon. You know, just because yeah. of a lot that, that's going on with football. Right. But you talk about football in America, like football is for a lot of people to scapegoat on the weekend. You know, you have a tough week at work, and Thursday come around, and you're like, I just can't wait to get home and watch that Thursday night football game. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait to just relax yeah. and watch that Thursday night game. Or, you know, like I, I, was saying, I mentioned before, like my, my dad, when he came to me the other day, he was telling me, hey, I need to – I need to make sure that the Redskins win this one more game, and I need the Cowboys to lose one more because I made a bet with my coworker. I mean, and that just, you know, kind of cre- it created a relationship for him and his coworker where they talk about football. It's not they're not at work. They don't have to talk about work at, at work. You know, they can talk about football. And it kind of gets them gets them away from you know work or whatever problems you're having in the house or yeah. you know at work or wherever you are. Now I can just. Sunday coming around. Oh, Sunday. Yeah. It's football Sunday. It brings families together. That's football. I mean, families you know. and friends, neighbors. We well, have you, really you, good you, neighbors. You and your that, sons watch football together. Uh-huh. Yes. We, we sit down and we watch football and, you know, they scream and yell at the TV <laughs> and sometimes get a little over-emotional. I'm like, it's only a game, guys. And, but, um, you know, it is it's something that brings family and friends together. And, you know, we have very good friends that, you know, we've gone to Redskin games with them and it's just like, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's just, you know, the whole thing is like a really, it's, it's a good thing to, you know, it brings people together and, you know, it's a sport. Well, I like the way football seems to be adapting to the concussions issue. We're changing the way the tackles are done. I think we need to be a little more aggressive on that though. I don't think we need to go all the way to flag football, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. What's your point of view? I think that I, I agree. I think that the the coaching aspect of it needs to up, and I think that that is getting a lot better. I, I remember when I was playing, like, 
you know, there was there was some coaching on how to tackle, but it was like, hey, you get the guy down, you know, whatever way you can. Whereas mm-hmm. now they have videos out showing you the proper way to tackle to make sure that your head is not mm-hmm. in the contact the way that you can do it now. You have guys that you you kind of make that split decision while you're playing. Like, hey, am I going to tackle that way? Am I going to not lead with my head? Mm-hmm. And there's some guys that, you know, that still do. But I think that it's, it's going in a, a better direction now with the coaching aspect of how to tackle and how to avoid or how to try to avoid and, like, how you will be penalized if, you know, you don't try to avoid the contact with the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a very important that that they're doing that and and they're you know fining guys and you know mm-hmm. suspending them depending upon how severe the hit is and I think that really does help make the sport a little more safe. Yeah. I mean, it's not a safe sport, you know, but if played with that in mind, I think it can be a lot, you know, you don't have as many injuries and, right. and things. So Well, I I hope they make a change. We talked about this in our other show about how in around 1900, 1910, football had gotten so dangerous or college players dying every week. And Teddy Roosevelt, as president then, stepped in and took charge of football and made him change the rules. Mm. And then the question is, for those of us that don't want to be political, would you like Donald Trump to step in? <laughs> I'm sure he'd like to. Right. I'm sure he would. <laughs> Uh, anyway, final thoughts. Which, uh, if you had to play, if you had a chance to go back in and play pro ball, would you would you do it again, or would you go back now? I guess that's really the question. The question: Would I go back now? If I had an t- opportunity right now, I would not go back right now. Um, when I when I stopped playing, uh, it was at the times I it was at the times where I was starting to feel like it wasn't as fun, you know. And once the fun started to get taken out of football I kind of you know I kind of didn't want to do it anymore whereas now I'm playing flag football and it's it's completely fun I'm playing with my mom and my dad you know <laughs> my dad's throwing me passes and I'm throwing my mom passes and like this is this is fun for me you know and, and not to say that the not to say that the, that the NFL wasn't fun because the NFL was fun it was a great experience but I could kind of start to feel the drop off of how fun it was becoming for me like I remember the fun I had when I was nine scoring touchdowns and when I was a senior in high school, making interceptions, and I just didn't feel that same feeling when I got in the pros and I was in practice. And, maybe, and then, you know, a lot of that might have to do with <laughs> the fact that I, when I was a kid and when I was in high school, I was I was the guy on the team. Right. You know, yeah. I was the focal point on the team. And then you get in the NFL and, like, you're just like one of those little dots, you know, of guys Yeah, we've, that we've looked in. at those dots. In the- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, literally. One of those little dots is just yeah. kind of running around, you know, and – yeah. And I think that had a lot to do with, you know, how I felt, you know, exiting the NFL. I see, I see you becoming a teacher, maybe maybe opening a sports academy or some sort of excellence academy or something like that. Yeah, you see yourself doing something like that? And that's actually exactly what I want to do. I want, one day I want to be able to open up a, a, an academy to where a facility where you can play a bunch of different sports and learn yeah. how to play these sports and be active and have fun. And, and you know, that's that's. That's the goal. But the, I think you're, you're, in a way, bearing the lead, though. But it's not just about the sports. It's about the character. The character. About the character. Exactly. It's about the character. And, I, and for example, I, I have my flag football team, and there's a lot of guys that are good. You know, there's a lot of good – there's a lot of good players, but I, I kind of build myself on, hey, like, I'm not going to just have anybody come play on my team. I want somebody that's going to be good around my family, that's going to have some character. That's yeah. not just like, hey, give me the ball because I'm open, but, like, 
I want to have fun. Like let's 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 throw your mom a touchdown pass, you know, or let's <laughs> let's throw my girlfriend let's a touchdown. Put her in the end zone. Yeah, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's the kind of guys I want to play with on my team. Like you know, in the yeah. NFL, it's a lot more. Hey, we we need to win, you know, because yeah. it's a production based league. If we don't win, we're losing our jobs. Whereas yeah. flag football. We don't win. I might have to hear my mom on the way home, but other than that, you know, other than that, it's all fun and games. <laughs> I, think, I think next time we'll have your mom on too. Oh, be, yeah. This will be fun. Marie, oh, thanks for man. joining us. Yeah. This was this was this fun. And, fun. Uh, yeah. I'll uh, I will uh, when we'll be promoting your academy when you start. In the meantime, I'll go. see you in the gym next week, and and don't pull your punches. I, can I will take be it. ready. <laughs> I will be ready. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want more? Be sure to subscribe to Common Ground with Bill Walton on iTunes. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.